Hey friends, and welcome to the podcast. On today's episode, we head to Brighton to hush intimate apparel with Lisa Nelson. She is the owner. We're going to talk about how the store came to be and what's to come in 2022. And as I said, my guest today, Lisa Nelson from Hush Intimates. Lisa, first of all, how are you? I'm good. I'm really good, but just very, very busy. <laughs> I can't, Well, you know, that's one of my favorite things about doing this series is talking to entrepreneurs and kind of giving not only a, a state of the state of what your business is doing, but trying to give consumers an understanding of what it's like to be on the grind with your own business and how it's different than almost any other way in which you're working for somebody else. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely, uh, you know, cause I come from corporate America and um, I absolutely love owning my own business and running my own show. However, there are times when like say nobody can work and I have to go in and cover the store and, or um, the printer broke and nobody could figure out how to fix it. So I had to go in and fix the printer. Um, but the good news is that then I'm in charge of making that happen as well, you know, and I'm not waiting on somebody else to make those things happen. So Leisha, the store is in Brighton, but before we talk about what you do, yeah. I, I sort of want to go back to the, like the, how we, how we got here, because the, the origin story to me is super interesting. I have one big giant question I want to ask you, but for people okay. who aren't familiar with the store, talk us through that moment where you're like, I was doing this thing. Now I think I want to go do this thing. Okay. So um, I had just had um, our first child and um, I was working I, at that time, corporate America was offering a part-time position. And so I was working three days a week and I was able to be home with her two days. Well, um, in addition to that, in corporate America, I was feeling very um, limited by what I could achieve. Um, when you work for a major corporation who hires the best of the best from the best schools, at some point, the talent gets limited because only certain people are going to keep going up, right? And so I had sort of reached not my own personal limit, but possibly my limit in corporate America. And that wasn't enough for me. I felt like I still had so much more to give and so much more to achieve. And I was just super unsatisfied in my job. So then I went to a store like mine in another part of Michigan. They're actually located in Birmingham. And uh, I, I just love the experience because it was different than a big box store. And the women working there really seemed to care about me and what was going on in my life. And uh, the experience was very personal. And I jokingly said to my husband, it's too bad she's not selling because I would love to do something like that. I just really fell in love with the idea of women helping women and being able to shop in an environment that felt like shopping with, with your friends. And so my husband, <laughs> much to his, maybe not regret now, but <laughs> for a little while, he was like, you should just open your own. So I started doing the research in uh, looking at SEMCOG data and the demographics are here. The household income is decent here. The 
tons and tons of women here in the Livingston County area and within probably a 45 minute drive and the numbers look good. So here we are. So the question I wanted to ask you was not the obvious one with how how someone with an engineering background as extensive as yours ends up doing this. But I, I was more interested in that entrepreneurial light switch. Like When did that turn on and, and you go, all right, I'm going to make this leap and I'm not leaping into another job. I'm leaping into this other universe and I know that I can do this. Oh, gosh. Well, I don't know. I think probably because of being a woman in a very male dominated field, I already had that in me. So, you know, from high school on, I knew that that was my, that was my career track. I was going to pursue engineering and um, failure has never been an option for me. So for me, I think it was a matter of, I found something else I really had a passion for, and it was just a matter of making it happen. And like I said, failure is just not an option. So, and I think it was easy to do though. I I mean, it's not easy. Don't get me wrong. Owning your own business is, uh, it's a lot, but, um, but I am so passionate about what we do that it, feels easy. This podcast is sponsored by the Michigan Retailers Association. And for somebody who's a first time entrepreneur, owner of a brick and mortar, how have they fit together in your plan and how do they help you continue to move forward into 22 and 23 and 37 and 49? Like, how do they help you? I know there's a few other businesses who belong to the retail association that they had mentioned it. And I don't know, it didn't seem like I needed it. However, during COVID, they um, were posting things that were super helpful, like all the um, COVID rules and how they apply to retail and resources on where to get gloves and hand sanitizer. And um, they even created printables that you could print and put at your uh, cash wrap or on your front door or, and, and they were just really well thought out. So I actually joined during COVID And I am so glad I did because now they have just so many other resources too. You know, they, they update you on all the legislative stuff that applies to retail and, and then break it down in a way that makes sense. That isn't like super legalese, you know, and, um, and then they do the thing like the buy nearby thing and they sent us sunflower seeds to give to our customers. And um, I'm trying to think. Oh, oh yeah, and the retail, the retail index. That's great too, because then I can take a look at the index and see if I'm marching along like compared to other retailers or if there's something maybe going on in my my own business that maybe I need to be doing differently because everybody else is doing great and I'm not. So that helps too. All right, so let's let's talk about Hush because I'm super interested, A, in what's going on right now, but I want to go back a couple okay. because... You know, when you jump on the website and in the five minutes I've gotten to talk with you, you are a person who automatically kind of brings you in and wants to get to know you, right? And that's the the magic of what you are doing at Hush is this, like you said, we take strangers and by the time you leave, we're friends. You want it to feel like we're shopping with friends. And specific with intimates, this is something that a lot of women either don't know how to size themselves or struggle with it. And so it's nice to have an expert to help them. But during COVID, what, you know, how did you guys pivot during that? And then we'll talk about the fun stuff, but during COVID, what what were you guys doing? So I'm going to be honest, that was a really, really hard time for us 
because of what we do is so, <clears throat> so personal. And we strongly believe that the in-person experience is the way, way to go. Um, it's not lost on me that there are YouTube videos. There's, um, there's a Reddit about bra fitting. There's all sorts of blogs about fitting and, and all of them are good or most of them are good. I should say all, some of them are not good, but um, we really feel like you need to be in a dressing room trying things on because not every uh, undergarment fits the same, you know, different styles differ, different, even within a maker, like one style from that brand might fit one way and a different style fits another. And then we're really good at like um, taking someone's body type and knowing what will work for them, you know? So, yeah. so when COVID hit and I, the first three weeks, we just shut down. I was like, I'm going to just do my part, right? I'm just going to shut down and um, I'm not going to try and sell, you know, online or over the phone or whatever. We're just, we're just going to stay home. Then after that, I was like, I can't, I can't do that. I need to generate, I, I got to pay my bills. Right. So then we started doing like phone orders and video um, fittings. And it was, it was interesting. And we, like, I drove to people's houses and dropped their stuff off. I like, it was, it was really crazy, but you know, we grew a little bit from it and, you know, we've got some new tools in our toolkit and, no, that's 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 what you do when you own a business. That that is absolutely what you do, Lisa. So let's let's talk about more fun stuff. What ha, what has the holiday season been like for you guys, and what does this year hold for you? Um, the holiday season was surprisingly um, not quite what we were hoping for. I think some of that pent up demand has started like fizzle a little bit, and so um, because of that, we're looking at this year, and we we are. Um, looking at what we can do to increase sales. Cause I think there was a whole bunch of pent up demand. And so 2021 was a fantastic year. Um, and then it started to slow down a little bit in December. And I think part of that is people are still cautious. Like some of our big events weren't um, as good as they normally would be. We do sure. a, ladies, a ladies night out in December and it was not well attended. And even the people who did come didn't really spend money. People didn't really want to be in a fitting room with a lot of people. People seem to be very cautious. So now because of that, um, and because I feel like as a store, we're finally back to, I say normal, but like everybody's there during normal times. Because for a long time, we were, I was trying to keep our, my staff to a minimum. Yep. So for one, in case anybody got sick, right? I didn't want everybody to get sick. And then for two, there were there were laws around how many people were allowed to be in my store at any one time. And so for us, that was five. And if I'm there and an employee's there, then I can only have three customers. Right. So I actually, there was a good nine months. I was rarely in the store when we were open just because we were just trying to keep that number. Um, so yeah, so now that we're back and we're fully stacked and we're running and we're getting back to doing what we do well, now we're like, okay, let's, now that we're there, let's look at what we need to be doing next, which is what we were doing two years ago. We were like, we were really rolling two years ago before COVID hit and we were excited to be taking this door to the next level. So that's where we're at now. All right. So people are listening to this and they're thinking, 
where has this been my entire life? What's the easiest way for them to get a hold of you? Is it socially or the website? Where's their first entry point to meet Hush? Oh gosh, I think anywhere. You could you could find us on our website, hushintimateapparel.com. Um, you can call us, uh, 810-229-9560. Um, you can find us on Facebook and on Instagram. And yeah, I think that's it. We even have a store cell phone, but I don't, I don't have that number on me. <laughs> it is but all it's good. On the web, it's on the website though. So you can find it there and we'll, we can text you pictures or whatever. Well, Lisa, I love what you are doing. Thank you so much for Thanks. spending a couple minutes with us. I will let you get back to it and cannot okay. wait to catch up with you later. All right. Thanks, Eric. I appreciate it.